beauty is not about masculinity and it's not about femininity. It's about humanity and celebrating the divine differences that we all bring to this world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. Today is, uh, is a special episode. It's, it's unique. It's extraordinary. You're going to love it and you're going to need to take notes. Um, that's, that's all I'm going to tell you. You're going to need to take notes. So before we get started, let me remind you, if you haven't done it already, go over to the, the ever-growing group, uh, our Men on Purpose community. Just right now, take action. Go to Facebook. Go to the Men on Purpose community. Click uh, uh, join, and you're in. Let's roll. Put your email in. Let's get rolling here. Like It's time. This movement is picking up speed, and you want to be a part of it, and we want you to be a part of it. However we can serve you best, we're here for you. All right? The other thing, obviously, other free resources, this. So two free resources that we got for you. The Men on Purpose community, go join that if you haven't. You're listening to the other free resource, this podcast. You can get all the episodes on iTunes. So go there. Make sure you subscribe to the Men on Purpose podcast. If you haven't already, leave a review if you want to. Totally your call. But here's the real meat. My guest today is Gregory Landsman. Gregory is absolutely 100% an extraordinary guest. He's a renowned beauty and wellness expert. He's a TV host and best-selling author. Now, don't let that fool you. This episode doesn't go that direction. And I'm going to read his bio and you're going to be like, well, I, I don't get it. I'm telling you right now, I was shocked at the direction that this, that this episode takes. Not that I plan these things out. I only have an idea of where I think it may go, but I just let it roll. I let it flow. This is one that is a perfect example of letting it flow. And the beauty and the, the, the awesomeness that comes from just being in it and letting it flow. So I'm going to read you his bio. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I was mesmerized by this guy today. His voice, his cadence, his candor, the level of expertise he has on personal development, which I didn't expect. I really didn't expect that level of internal and the, the, the letting go and surrender and distraction and, you know, your past and, I mean, health and wealth and being versus doing and resistance and masculine versus feminine energy. I mean, we talk about so many things. Well, I say we talk about, he talks about, and I barely talk because I was one of you and I still had to be a facilitator, but I was one of you. I was listening to every word this guy said, and I was writing notes just to make sure that you guys have the transcription, right? You know, and, and, and the stuff that I picked up on. So you can see that. And a lot of guys have told me that's helpful, but this is, this is going to be different because it's me matching my guests, which I usually do. He's a slower cadence, a slower pace. So I'm slower because it wouldn't sound right if I were my normal, you know, cranked up self. And I learned that in the sales world to mirror and match people. And it works very, very, very well. And if you're an interviewer and you are not mirroring and matching people, um, you're, not, you're not as effective as you could be, in my opinion. So you'll hear a slower version of me, um, but I'm just so in it and so loving this interview. All right, so let me give you this description, his bio, but I'm telling you, it's not 
anything in this bio we're not talking about in this episode. I just want you to know who this guy is. So Gregory Landsman is one of the most noted global beauty and wellness experts in the world, a best-selling author of nine books and a TV host who specializes in using food to take years off your face naturally. This bio doesn't explain even a fraction of, of this guy's power. I'm telling you. Um, often referred to as the beauty advisor, Gregory's books and global program, uh, TV program, uh, show viewers how to create quick skin boosting meals and powerful skin treatments using everyday foods to achieve younger, healthier looking skin at any age. Having worked in the beauty industry for 30 plus years, Gregory believes that looking youthful goes well beyond waging war on wrinkles and how we age is 100% controllable. His natural methods are used globally by models shown in universities and recommended by doctors. Gregory is a strong voice for inclusion. His first book, The Balance of Beauty, explodes the body myth captured. Um, oh, sorry. The Balance of Beauty explodes the body myth actually captured his journey of extremes from apartheid in South Africa to working at the height of the fashion industry and his fundamental discovery that regardless of what we do, we cannot, we, we, how, regardless of what we do and how we look, cannot be separated from how we feel. Now, with that said, Focus on the South Africa and apartheid piece. That's where this all is going to come from. It's coming from who he was and the, the inauthentic version of him in that fashion and beauty and modeling industry and how he rose to the heights and how he, it tore him down and almost took his, his existence, his life. So I'm telling you right now, this is going to be one of the most powerful episodes you can listen to. It was for me. And uh, just so you know, we are going to have Gregory back on probably after the first of the year um, to bring us his other expertise, which is on that bio, health and wellness in the self-love and self-care realm, because a lot of guys don't know how to take care of themselves or care for themselves or love on themselves. And he's going to he's going to show us his expertise in that, too. But you are going to love this episode. I did. And you're going to write a ton of notes as I did. And cliffhanger, you got to wait to the very end. The last thing he says is a prayer or a, a passage from one of his books. It's almost like a prayer. Um, and we're going to get that out on the transcription for you because I know a lot of you are going to want to see the words. Um, if I were you, like I am, I'm going to go back and listen to it and I'm going to write it out so my brain sees it, my fingers feel it, that kind of thing. But listen, all you can do is just sit back, be patient. Be patient and enjoy this episode and just see what comes up for you and see what you learn. It's going to be great. Let's get this thing started on a, on a punch. So right before we hit record, go back and, and tell me what, or let's tell the audience what you were talking about. The greatest. Look, if you asked me what was my greatest challenge in this lifetime, um, I would have to say that it was knowing my value as a human being. And I believe it is a challenge that most of us are faced with at some point in time. Most of us are faced with, um, you know, I have been in the beauty and wellness area for decades. And I've worked with, you know, the supermodels and people people envision that these people have everything. If you look a certain way, you will be valued, accepted, and loved. Mm -hmm. And yet that's not the truth. That is not the truth. 
I ran a very successful business early on in my career. <clears throat> I owned this cosmetic business and I just kept doing and being and running and doing and being and accumulating more and having more. But there was something missing, something missing. And I was stressed. I was stressed. Uh, it's a very stressful business. And something happened one morning. My breath was literally taken away and I struggled to breathe. Mm. My wife uh, rushed me to the emergency and uh, they got me on the ventilators and oxygen and got the lungs moving. But that was the first time, that was the first time that I recognized the power of my breath, but how I had taken it for granted. I just lived with stress. It was just yeah. a part of my life. I didn't think too much about it. It was just something that I got on with. What was that, the stress part? Was it having to keep up appearances literally and figuratively, or was it uh, the, the stress of the business or the ego or the industry, or was it all of it? It's all of it, you know, the stress of the business and managing the day-to-day -day, um, and having staff nationally and meeting budgets and working within timeframes. It was just everything was stressed. And, of course, I yeah. was in a relationship. I didn't, I didn't know. I really didn't know that I was living with stress at that point. It was just... This is life. This is what you do. You just get on with it. But the day we walked out of the hospital, my wife said to me, you have to make a decision between your health or your wealth. And I had to make one of the biggest decisions of my life at that point. And it was my decision to close that business. And over the months, I gradually closed this business. And I left for India. And it was in India that I sat for 14 hours a day in silence, no eye contact, no hand gestures, and no speaking. And all you do is focus on your breath. And it was here that something healing took place on a deep, deep level because I had no distractions. Yeah. I couldn't uh, take that phone call, move, run. I had to go within. And here I listened. In the silence, I listened to how I communicated with myself. And in the silence, I got to know myself. Hmm. But one of the things that opened up, it, it was an inner world that opened up for me that I had never visited before. It was that place where I just sat in tears for days and just cried. My body was in physical pain and I just cried. But I realized that all of my emotional issues were literally sitting in my tissues. And I also realized that I was still the little boy who was beaten, spat on and ridiculed for his differences. I was still trying to validate myself and have a level of approval. But what I didn't realize is that I had never approved of myself. 
And many people ask me, did I go to India to find myself? But I didn't find myself in India. I learned to accept myself. Hmm. And I looked at all of my insecurities, all of my fears, and they were stepping stones. And I look back now and there is no regret. There is no regret. All of this was nothing but a stepping stone that took me closer and closer to the truth of who I am. Yeah. Would I do it differently today, 27 years on? Of course. But when we know better, we do better. And how do we know better? By making mistakes. And I'm not one to focus on literally, you know, how did I mess up? It's, it's just understanding that life gets messy. And sometimes we are caught up in the mess. But we have, we have decisions to make on a day-to-day basis. Decisions define our world, the way we live and the way we love. Not only ourselves, but other human beings. And, you know, before I'd like, oh, I wish the storm would pass. It's understanding that in life there are so many seasons, so many changes. Mm-hmm. Instead of waiting for the storm to pass, I get out and I dance in the rain now. Because that's <laughs> all we can do. That's all we can do is make the most of a situation. And for me, it has never, I can't look back. The past is the past. But I can move forward. Sure. It's an interesting, there's, there's so much that you said in there that just lands so heavily and, and real and authentic. And I know that our listeners are probably shaking their heads right now in, in agreement with, and you said it so eloquently and so beautifully. And um, the one thing that I wanted to, I want to dig into a little bit because I know that many of our listeners, many of our clients in our coaching business are, are in this cycle, this vicious cycle of resistance and distraction. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that, and it was the resistance piece to me, it sounds like the resistance piece was you were in this business right? The health and beauty industry, right? Mm-hmm. And in heavy resistance. And what you learned on that silent retreat in India was that you were in that business to be, to be loved, to be accepted, to be uh, included. And there's so many guys out there that are in their business to be significant, to be important, to be approved of, loved, included. And that if you could take a poll, an honest poll, or let's say a thousand guys listen to this, this show, Mm -hmm. I am willing to bet that 90% of them are not where they want to be. And this is what I was telling you earlier with our mission statement for this, for this, this, this company and this brand and this program, it's to help men become more on purpose so that they can reveal their most authentic self, which is what you were talking about and how for the amount of years, decades that you were in that business, you didn't know you. And so that causes resistance and that causes um, some other things we're going to talk about like premature aging 
and health issues inside the body and outside the body. Yes. And so one of the biggest goals that we have on this planet is to limit the amount of resistance we're in by discovering who we are. And I, I love your, I love your line. Um, it's not about, um, it's not about finding yourself. It's about accepting yourself. Yeah. And that's the authenticity piece, which a lot of guys and people, you know, women in general or, or, or people in general, but, uh, but guys are finding so difficult to actually just love who they are because they don't know who they are. They've been building this avatar for so long to avoid the pain of the past yeah. And it literally is that simple of a formula. They've been building this avatar. I know, I know some really high, high level, high powered attorneys um, that if they could snap their finger and it, and it all go away tomorrow and they could still have their money, they would do it in a heartbeat and they would be, they would be running marathons and they would be uh, eating well and they'd be on a boat in the Caribbean somewhere, just, just enjoying life with their children and their, and their spouse. Now, What's to stop them from doing that now? Nothing, except they built this avatar so deep that they don't know how to get out. And that's why yes. we're here. That's why we're here. You, were the, you and I were one of the lucky ones. And I say lucky, even though it was a choice, that got out of a business that wasn't serving us, that got out of a business that was a, um, a falsehood, a, uh, um, I'm blanking on the word, but it was a, I'm blanking on the word. It wasn't real. It was, it was something that we just did because it felt like it would solve those issues that we were dealing with from childhood but or he, he, when we got made fun of in high school or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. Well, you said something really pertinent that speaks to the heart of this issue. From my experience, I believed that my net worth equated to my self-worth. Yeah. As many men do, that we believe how much we have determines our value. And so you, you look at how we become men and there is no rite of passage. If I said to you, what defines a man? It's normally a set of mannerisms. It's a set of behavioral patterns. And normally... Whatever we're doing, it's so that we don't look like a girl. So we create this, this life and we adopt mannerisms that we believe we should as men. All my work, uh, Ian, that I do, while I can show people how to take 10 to 15 years off their face naturally, it's really not about a line. It's about the value. It's about the value we have as individuals. Because if we don't go within, we will go without ever knowing who we are. Yeah. And I can honestly say no one hurt me more than I had hurt myself. Nothing had shamed me more than believing that I should be more than what I am. Mm. Nothing made me feel more worthless than believing that I was not enough to be loved just as I am. That's, that's, that's tough. That's deep. And it's the majority of men out there, myself included. That's who I was. We look, the journey, 
the journey begins when we take our first breath yeah. and we enter into this world. This past year and a half, there are many men that I know, high-performing men that have killed themselves. Jeez. One that took a knife to his own heart. Uh, another who hung himself, but his daughter found him, so he survived. And another who put his head in a gas oven. So when we are talking about men, and this issue isn't restricted just to men. No, it's human. But the friend who attempted to hang himself, I said to him, what the hell were you thinking? And he said, I just couldn't see my way out of this. And the Chinese have a proverb that I have loved. And I continually remind myself of this. If money can solve a problem, if money can solve your problem, you don't have a problem. Because when we are looking at our health, all the money in the world can't, can't fix certain ailments. That's a real problem. Yeah. And that's why I believe our health is our wealth. So when I look at dealing with the skin, I never look at a line, but I look at what is the skin trying to tell me about what is going on within me. Oh, it's an interesting concept. You know, the food I've eaten or that I haven't eaten, the water that I haven't had, the sleep, the stress I'm carrying. So these are the things that when we begin to look deeply at how we are living and we start asking ourselves the hard questions, who am I? What am I here to do? But more importantly, how can I do it? Because if we don't ask the questions, we don't get the answers. Yeah, fair. And nobody knows us better than we know ourselves. People often say, but... Don't you ever get scared that you'll make a mistake? Of course. No, we all make mistakes. You know, the amount of times that I have fallen down and literally asked for the grace of God to fill me up so that I can just get up. But every morning that I wake, I say thank you because that is one of the most powerful things we can do for ourselves in gratitude. We are shown more. We are given more. It expands our inner world just to recognize that we have a place here, that we have purpose. And as human beings, we all have a voice and it's a voice that needs to be heard and it has the right to be heard. So when we are choked up, we have to be able to give ourselves the permission to shed that tear. You know, my, I, um, recall a, an incredible lesson and it was a life-changing one for me I wasn't married at that stage um, to my wife and I told her I'd be home by 10 I got home it was probably four o'clock in the morning oh, oh wow I had too much of everything and I had just shifted in with her and I got in and she said honey could you put the light on and I thought oh, yeah it comes and she said, why don't you sit next to me? And she sat up and she touched my face. And she said to me, you are so much more beautiful without that shit. Now get into bed. And still today, it will bring a tear to me. Because was that was the fun. She's talking about substance? Yes. 
and okay. alcohol. And that was a turning point for me. That was a turning point for me. I think I was 28 or 29 um, because I got into bed and I never forget just sobbing. And I was crying because I didn't know how to be that man, but I wanted to be a better man. And I wanted to be the man that she knew I was. And she saw the goodness in me before I saw it in myself. And regardless, we all need someone to remind us that we are good human beings, that we have place and we have purpose here. And as men, we really do have purpose. How do you think, my wife is in a similar boat in that when I was in my worst of seasons of my life, yeah. back in like 2012, 2013. Yes. And then subsequently again in 2016, it was a, it was just her small comments that, you know, I said, why do you even, like, if I'm such an asshole, why do you even stay with me? And she said, because I know who you really are. You just haven't found out yet. And I see the real you. And I wonder, and I want you to answer this. I wonder how do they see the real us, but we can't see the real us. How are we that distracted? And how are we that revealing? Is it to them? Is it to everybody? Because, you know, this is the imposter syndrome. This is the, this is the fraud syndrome that most of us are, are constantly avoiding and fearful of, of being found out. But how did, how did your wife and my wife see the real us? But we couldn't see it and not many other people could either. I honestly believe that uh, women have a sixth sense and their emotional maturity allows them to feel more deeply than we have given ourselves permission to. Because have a look at how a woman communicates. If she's feeling stressed or she's upset or she has something on her mind, she will either tell you or she will call a girlfriend and she'll tell her girlfriend. Then have a look when we are stressed and someone says, how, how are you? We're fine. You never, everything's always fine. So it's the dishonesty that keeps us trapped, emotional dishonesty. And I believe women are emotionally more honest and they can, yeah. And when they love, they love so fully and they will fight for the possibilities. I know that I always fought for limitations, not possibilities. Yeah, fair statement. But they will always, you look at how women run their lives, and I honestly believe that it's, uh, they are so strong on so many levels, right. on so many levels, the, the way they can communicate openly and honestly. But they play a mother. They a housekeeper, a lover, a career, and they, they multitask. And they do it really well. But as men, we don't allow ourselves to feel. And if you can't feel it, you can't heal it. And the greatest thing was for me to sit and to feel my pain. And in the feeling of it, I could heal it. Yeah. What if those feelings are, 
most people are running from their feelings, right? Whether it's drugs and alcohol, their, their uh, career workaholic, um, distractions from hobbies and, or whatever they're, they're distracting themselves. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I come across in the, the you know, hundreds or if not thousands of, of men that we, we uh, serve every year is their feelings are lying to them because they're based in that past, but they're also coming up in the present <laughs> and they're telling them something that's really not real in the present moment. So what would you say is that turning point to really understand those feelings in that present moment and know that they're not lying to you? Is it removal of those distractions? I, one of the things that I do, whether I'm making a decision, I want to not react, but I want to respond in a positive manner to a situation. I always put my hand on my heart because wherever the mind goes or the hand goes, the energy flows. And when you put your hand on your heart, you are literally telling the mind that now I will speak from my heart. I will give myself permission to feel. And that, I believe, is the, the core issue that we have, that we don't allow ourselves to feel fully. And when you think about um, how we define ourselves, about doing and having and being more, we live with stress. Now, everything that I do is about empowering people with knowledge so that they can purge the body, the mind, the skin, but more importantly, the spirit, because stress creates chaos with our health, our skin, but it also impacts the quality of our life. Well, most of us have just learned to live with what I call uh, chronic stress. Everyone calls it chronic stress. You, You manage it, you know, but the stress hormones never recede. So we are living in a state of fight and flight. And while this can be a benefit when we are being attacked, when we live with this level of stress, it begins to attack our overall health and quality of life. There's but some, there, there's something I, I, I just thought of in there, which is, um, the, you know, it's interesting. I reading your bio and, and all of the natural beauty and anti-aging and wellness. I, I'm, I'm like, this is a totally different interview than I thought it would be. And it's beautiful. And I love it. And I want to, I want to, I want to enter into that world so that the men who actually do care about this um, can get some expert level advice on how to actually care for their outer self. And it's interesting because all I want to do is pick your brain on all the stuff we just talked about for half an hour, which has been, which has been brilliant. And the way that you say it is so eloquent. And, well, and just it sounds so good that the, I think the, uh, the audience is going to be mesmerized as they listen to your voice and your cadence. And so it, it just I just I just wanted to say that you, you, you have you have absolutely opened up something that I did not think was going to be in this interview. And I just want to thank you for that on this on the air, you know, live while we're recording, because it's been it's been such a it's been such a treat. 
And I know the audience is going to get so much from this. Well, I have to say thank you to you, Ian, because we are at a time in our life with COVID and we have, we've all been challenged. We've been challenged on the deepest level. But I firmly believe that what doesn't challenge us doesn't change us. And COVID, for me, with this lockdown, I don't even call it a lockdown anymore. I call it a slowdown. It gave me the opportunity really to look at and reassess once again, to reset, to reset and reboot who I am and my life. And really to remind myself that I make a living by what I get, but I make a life by what I give. And when I don't give of who I truly am, the world becomes less. And a lot, a lot of people think they don't have anything to give, but everything changes with that one, one question. What have I got to give to this world? Yeah. You've asked it, and here you are conducting an incredible podcast. Thank you. That changes the way we think and the way we feel about who we are in this world. What a wonderful gift you bring to the world. You know, a lot of, but a lot of men don't believe they have anything really to give. You know, is it that or is it the how? Because of the guys that I meet and who I take through our, 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 you know, little course called VMP, the vision mission person and help people identify that, that mission and purpose that they should be on realign with discover their they just haven't found it yet. I think a lot of the guys that I deal with believe that it's possible. They're just so scared. They're so scared to, to take us, take a leap of faith off of a different platform than the one they're used to jumping off of go into uncharted waters or a dark wood. They're so afraid of that, that we become stewards for them. And when we do that, I think it opens up so much that's possible for them and us obviously in the giving, that they're curious. They just don't know where to go. And that's why they have this and people like you out there to guide them and to say, hey, hey I got you. Let me take your hand. If you want to know why you're, why you're here, if you want to know what you're supposed to do on this planet, the impact, the give, then just ask the questions. And I think a lot of people are curious. They just don't know where to go. Or they don't, maybe they don't know how to ask. Or discover that they've, they've been distracting it for so long that the and facade that they put up is so it's so real to them mm-hmm. that it just becomes their reality and it's not real. And they are in that constant resistance. The cortisol is kicking every day, as you were saying, the stress hormone. And well, they just accept it. They accept it. And literally, it's only when life literally brought me to my knees and I had nowhere else to go. You know, I couldn't run anymore. I couldn't do anymore. I couldn't have anymore. That's the time I found myself on my knees, having to go within. Mm-hmm. When you're saying they don't know where to go, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything, even if it's just for an hour, and go within. Because in the silence, in the silence, you will hear things whispered to you that you don't hear anywhere else. That's why if I wake at three in the morning, I don't lay in bed and think, oh, I need more sleep. I know that is my universal alarm clock. And that is the alarm clock 
that says, get up and sit in silence. And so I will sit in silence at three or four, but I get up. And there you will hear whispers that you don't hear any other time. You hear these voices and they are guiding voices. They are guiding voices. Sorry. Aren't most men afraid of the silence? I mean, we keep circling back to distraction. But this, this whole crazy world that we're talking about is not that difficult to comprehend. You had things that happened to you in the past. Your brain formed a wiring around them and a thought process and feelings, uh, an emotional reaction, trauma. And for your entire life, you have been seeking the opposite of what you felt and distracting from anything that reminds you of it. Would you think that's a pretty fair, easy assessment of that, of the overarching? Yes. I, I think that's a great assessment. Now from there, most people are terrified of the silence. Yes. Terrified. That's why we have so much entertainment. So much. I mean, I know people that watch the news just yes. to have somebody talking in the background and they don't realize that they're being flooded with this horrible programming. But you know, somebody asked me, I, I, I told you I moved to Los Angeles and, and, uh, and I went back to Baltimore to get my wife's car and our cat and all a bunch of stuff that we didn't, weren't able to get into the, to the container to ship out here. And, and these people were very interested in, in um, understanding what I listened to and how I entertained myself over a 2,800 mile journey, which I did in three days. It was a lot of driving, but I did it in three days. And I said, um, 90% of the time I sat in silence. And they said, weren't you <clears throat> bored? And I said, no. It's actually amazing because the car driving distracts you just enough to not be bored. And then it allows your brain to be free and your, and your inner to be heard. Yes. And so I have journal entries I've never really shared with anybody from that car ride. They were <clears throat> verbal that I then transcribed when I got to a hotel that I, I learned things and heard things that I, I was distracting myself from. And I'm very aware of my distractions, but I heard mm-hmm. things yeah. inside, just like you're saying that I wouldn't have been able to hear if I wasn't doing what I was doing in silence. And it was really nice. And, and what we're saying is you don't have to go on a 3000 mile road trip in silence to get no. this. You just have to take that 10 minutes, 20 yes. minutes, an hour, and just sit and be for a second. Don't do, just be for a second and see what happens. Well, it's the being. And a lot of people, oh, I don't have 10 minutes. I don't have 15 minutes. I don't have an hour. If we cannot give ourselves five minutes, just five minutes or 15 minutes a day dedicated to our well-being, then we are not making a good decision about who we are and the life that we are living. Agreed. And, you know, we say we want peace. I looked at, that's all I wanted. I wanted peace. And yet in the silence, I realized there was an internal war going on. I called the two voices, the bully and the bee. Mm -hmm. Bully was that part of my voice that kept, look at you. What have you done? It will berate you. It will belittle you. And the bee is that other part that says, oh, no, well, you could fix this if you could be more, do more. So we look at that and there's an internal war going on, a push and pull, yet we can't reach that state of equanimity where nothing is good, nothing is bad. It's the way it is. Yeah. And we define our life 
by the decisions we make, but also the ones that we refuse to make, the ones that we refuse to make. And I, I believe it doesn't matter what you believe you don't have, just focus on what you do have. And when we focus on what we have, and we are grateful for everything that we, that we have, our world begins to expand. Gratitude is an attitude that allows us to live more fully. It also gives us an opportunity to, to feel how blessed we are to be living this life. And it also says we can do better. But that doesn't mean, that does not mean looking at our life and trying to pull it to pieces. It's looking at our life and really how can we learn. To me, I look at so many different aspects of my life. And they, you know, a lot of people, I've, I was extremely scared of facing the fear in many areas of my life. Well, you grew up where fear was, was real fear, not manufactured. I mean, you grew up in a very rough time, in a very rough place. Yes. So the things that you feel are much different than the fear that's more of, more of manufactured by our surroundings in this sort of, sort of cushy world that we live in in the, in the United States. You're from a time in South Africa that was very dark. Absolutely. I, you know, many people say that the country you are born in shapes your character. And in my case, it had broken it down. You know, from as early as I could remember as a child, I knew that the color of my skin, the texture of my hair, the width of my nose would determine my quality of life and level of freedom. But the real freedom, the real freedom doesn't come from the color of my skin. It doesn't come from anything that I have externally. The real freedom comes from knowing that I am a good man. I am a good human being. I make mistakes, but my mistakes and my periods of darkness they have all given me an opportunity to get to know the truth of who I am. They asked me what needs to be strengthened, what needs to be healed, what needs to be left behind, and also what can I bring on the next part of my journey. But we're so scared of I'm feeling depressed. But when we look at that word depressed, it's what we have repressed within our being. And when we look at all of that, we, we find a level of freedom because nobody can give you a strong sense of self. That is a gift that it's a lifelong gift that you give yourself. Now, all my work that I, I do is based on a philosophy. I utilize the um, acronym of the word beauty. So if that's in my books or the television show, uh, everything that I do. I also have an educational program for our children, but it's based on this philosophy. I utilize beauty as an acronym. So the B is for balance, and that is a balance of inner virtues that radiates outwardly. It's what ultimately shapes our beauty and our lives. And the E is for enthusiasm, to show enthusiasm for who we are and all aspects of who we are. And the A is for acceptance, accepting ourselves as a whole without isolating or fragmenting beauty to certain physical characteristics. 
And the U is for understanding. Understanding that we are born whole and beautiful. And along the way, we have been educated to doubt what we were given. But if we have the ability to create insecurity, we have the ability to eliminate it. And the T is for trust. Learning to trust in who we are and to value what we represent in this world. And the wise for you, that you possess beauty if you can see it in a much more expansive way other than just physical. Because beauty is not about masculinity and it's not about femininity. It's about humanity and celebrating the divine differences that we all bring to this world. That is a philosophy that I live my life by. It is, really uh, thank you. It's, it guides me on a day-to-day basis and reminds me that while we have challenges, we all have the capacity to deal with them when we can actually see and feel the truth of who we are. Not, not who we think we should be, but who we truly are. Yeah. Why is it so hard for people to just understand it just is? Why does it have to be good and bad and right and wrong, in your opinion? You know, in my, uh, in my, in my humble opinion, uh, we have had so many messages given to us as children. And these messages continue throughout our life about what we have to be and do to be valued to be accepted and to be loved. The thought of this is just the way it is, that is scary because we are constantly being shown how to be more. And do more. And have more. So we look at that and unless we make the decision to know that we deserve, we deserve to live a full life, one that is kind, one that is full of respect and enormous amounts of love. We have to know we are deserving, not of more things, but of more kindness and more respect. And that doesn't start with someone giving it to me. It starts with how do I give it to myself on a day-to-day basis? You know, a friend of mine's child asked me, but what does loving yourself mean? I thought, wow, what a great question. (laughs) For me, it is how, how can I treat myself kindly as I'm going through very messy, crappy periods? How can I love myself and hold myself more gently? Because that is the real challenge. Not to punish ourselves for our mistakes, but really just to look at them and learn from them and to embrace ourselves more fully, but gently, gently. Yeah. That's well said. That's really well said. You know, as we wrap up here, I, um, I, could sit, I could sit and listen to you for hours, by the way. You're so melodic and so well-spoken. I, I, lo- I, just, I love your voice, man. It's, it, and I, and I want to thank you again because I, I don't plan these shows out. I don't map out what I'm going to do or questions that I'm going to ask. I do have guest one sheets, and I do have an idea of where I'd like it to go. And if it doesn't go there, that's okay. I don't have an outcome. I just want to make sure that the message and the mission are there for the, for the people that listen and, and it's congruent. And I have to tell you this, this is 100% different than where I thought it would go. Like I said earlier, 
and it, it's, and it is exactly what it was supposed to be. And this is that it just is. It just and is. It just is. And we roll with it. And it just, I, I just want to thank you for your contribution and your level of knowledge and understanding of yourself and, uh, and the very, very simple, clear and concise way that you break some of these very challenging concepts to the men and women out there that have not been through what we've been through in terms of growth and development, um, inner work. And I think that so many people are going to get so much out of this episode and they're going to hear me read your bio and they're not going to expect what came from this. And I really would like to have you back on because I really do want to talk about the health and beauty aspect uh, that, that men can, can start because I want to talk about the self-love and self-care aspect of what your expertise is in. And that's what I thought this, this would be. So I really want to have you back on to speak on the self-love and self-care piece so that men can learn how to really care for themselves both inside and out. And, and, and that's your expertise as well. And we learned another side of your expertise, which is amazing human development in yourself and moving out of your own way and removing distractions and listening to the inside and giving to get. I mean, it's just been an incredible interview. And I really, really appreciate your time today. No, look, thank you for um, the opportunity. Um, because as human beings, we can only give what we have. And what's the point in keeping sure. silent? And the, sure. the truth is, Yen, we all have a story, but how that story ends depends on the decisions we make on a day-to-day -day basis, minute to minute, about who we are and how we will live in this world. And if it feels right, it is right. And when it feels wrong, it is wrong. Always listen to those little whispers, because if you don't, they will turn into a scream. And when we're thinking about overall health, breathe deeply and consciously, eat well, take time to sit in silence, even if it's for five minutes a day. But more importantly, just be kind to yourself and remember that stress is a toothy beast. And if you don't deal with it, it will eat you up from the inside out and you can deal with it. Now, uh, Ian, before we wrap sure. up, I've... I've got um, something here that I wrote. Um, it's from my book called Faith Lifting uh, Prayers, a Celebration of Humanity, that I'd like to uh, read. Um, As I breathe, help me to celebrate my goodness, to empty my inner world of chaos so I can have the space to live in your world. Help me heal the pain from the past and the situations that enabled it. The past is the past, yet I struggle to find reason or meaning for the pain and sadness I have experienced. And as I feel these emotional wounds, keep my heart open so that I can cry honestly and allow every tear that I shed to help me reach inwardly, to pour the hurtful feelings into the loving arms of forgiveness and let each breath I take gather the painful memories and gently carry them into the well of acceptance so I can rest and revive in the comfort and peace that it offers and let these feelings spread through my body like butter so I can move forward and run towards life awake and aware in the full knowledge that regardless of what happened in the past, I can illuminate what is dark and put together what is fragmented 
knowing this is how I can honor and forgive myself and those who have trespassed against me. Hmm. I need you to, we, um, we're going to need to write that whole thing out and give it to our audience on the transcription because that was very beautiful. You are an extraordinary human, my friend. And it has been an honor and a privilege to have you on today and just listen to you. Thank you for having me on the show. And I said earlier on to my wife that it's men like you, you know, I listen to many of your podcasts that have found a passion and a purpose and you make the world better because you're in it and you're participating fully and you bring your authentic self to the world. And that I believe is the greatest gift we can give to this world. But it's also the greatest gift we can give to ourselves, authenticity. Agreed. And that's why when I was telling you our mission earlier, and you probably heard it on the episodes, but to, to help men reveal their most authentic self, to live the most fulfilling and regret-free life possible, that is a, that's not small. And that's not just words in a sentence that sound pretty cool as a mission statement. That is a way of being for me as a model of a man on purpose. And it's, uh, it's something I take extremely seriously and high level. And um, I feel very fortunate that I was able to remove the distractions from my life and see this mission I was always supposed to be on. And it took my past and my learning and my failures to fail forward to this mission. And I encourage everybody out there, like it's, if you're not aligned, you have to keep searching, keep removing distractions, just like you did, just like I did. The mission's there. The purpose is there. And if you need help, we can help you find a mission and purpose for your life very quickly, very easily. We have a framework for that. That's why one of our, one of our, our small courses is so successful, because we can help you dial in. When you have that North Star, you know what actions to take. You know what moves to make you know what to say yes and no to it's it's a it's a brilliant beautiful thing so i appreciate you recognizing that and it means uh it means the world to me because this is something that is this is my life's work now and it's um very rewarding and fulfilling to me that's beautiful that's just beautiful it's um so we're go ahead sorry it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat with you um thank you and i hope our paths cross again they will. We're going to have you back on. We're going to set that up after this. And um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for just imparting us with your wisdom. It was really a treat today. Thank you, Ian. All right, audience. I hope you enjoyed that. If you need to, which I suggest you should go back and listen to it again. I was, I, I wrote as I wrote an entire page of notes and I'm still present. I just have to capture uh, for you, what I thought was going to be important. So you can see it in the transcriptions, go to mentalpurposepodcast.com. You'll find every word Gregory said in the full transcription, the passage at the end from faith lifting prayers, that will be fully written out for you. And, uh, I know it's something that I'm going to post up on my wall because I thought it was truly beautiful and aligns with what we're doing. And, um, yeah, take a deep breath, push the rewind button, go back and listen to that one again, make sure you've got a pen and paper and, uh, Until next time, we'll catch you on the next one.